Welcome to With Love, a podcast founded by women, produced by women, about women in technology. There is a huge place for women in tech, and this podcast is going to get well into the work as a leading contributor to help change the trajectory and see the rise of women in technology. Sit back and enjoy as our young female hosts share energy with experienced professional women in technology. Welcome to the Wit Love Podcast, a podcast that is connecting young hosts like me to professional women in tech, where we'll get to share wisdom and learn about each other in the process. My name is Rihanna Lambie. I go by Ray. I'm a multi-passionate individual with interest in personal development, entrepreneurship, technology, and travel. I'm a strategy consultant, an athlete, a content creator, and an aspiring personal development coach. I write newsletters, host and produce podcasts, and have recently launched my YouTube channel. I'm very privileged to host this interview today, and I'm excited to dive in. And now to welcome our guest, based in Toronto, Dini Witness Warren Lanthalini, also known as Dini Orlali. Her pronouns are she, her, and hers. She's a gay brown woman who is a mother, a wife, an aunt, a sister, a daughter, a wellness coach, and a senior IT manager. She was born in Jaffna, Sri Lanka, and came to Canada when she was 13 years old due to, to, to the Sri Lankan Civil War. She has been living in Canada for 32 years, calling Canada her home, and is forever grateful to her mom for bringing her to this beautiful country. As an information technology professional, she has over 20 years of experience. She started as a junior help desk service desk technician at an IT solutions and services provider and moved to different financial institutions holding various positions in IT for growth, fulfillment, and success, currently holding a senior IT manager position. Outside of work, she's passionate about personal personal growth, learning, mindfulness, including overall wellness, helping and uplifting others, mentoring, coaching, giving back to the community, two SLGBTQ initiatives, women in technology, women in leadership initiatives, and travel. Her personal interests are meditation, reading, playing games with her daughter, yoga, walking, writing gratitude journals, tennis, and riding a bike. Well, that is one type of description right there. There's so much to Dini. I'm so excited to dive into this interview. So Dini, welcome. It's so nice to have you here. How are you doing today? Thank you, Ray. Thank you for the warm welcome. And I am doing great. And how about you, Ray? I'm great. I'm so excited to get to know you a little bit more and understand the role that you have as a senior technology manager and your experiences uh, with the LGBT plus community as well. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so with that, let, let's start off with maybe an overview of your role as a senior technology manager. Could you provide that? Yeah, certainly. So as a senior IT uh, technology and delivery manager, um, I have been on this role for the last six months and um, I'm new to the role. The role itself is new as well. Um, so what I do is predominantly I manage risk and issue management. Uh, what that means is that... Uh, when there is, um, so we have a, a database of uh, findings that are created for anything that is non-compliant. Um, so I work with the technology asset owners, make sure that making sure that things are compliant, um, and you know they are continuously working to you know mitigate risk and um, resolve or re- remediate um, the findings. That's amazing. So. You said you've been in this role for six months. What have you seen sort of with your fresh eyes as sort of those crucial factors to, you know, catering to your clients, providing that excellent kind of customer service in, in the tech industry? So as I'm new to this role, I'm also learning about risk management. 
Um, so I was pretty surprised to see the amount of risk um, associated by being not compliant uh, to technology, uh, to standards, uh, so different aspect of um, technologies, right? So that is something new I'm learning as I'm doing the role. Um, so in your learning then, how, what, what have been those kind of best practices for you to kind of stay up to date with, you know, the latest trends and tech advancements and, and new things that go on from a risk perspective? So one of the good things that I did is as I took this role, I also signed up to uh, um, do a course in uh, risk management. So what I did was as I went into the role, I also had the attended the course to learn more about the risk so it kind of helped me to do my understand my role better um, one of the other things i do is i attend webinars i always listen to podcasts um, and i also reach out to the partners to learn more about how i can better do the job as a technology delivery manager that's great. And, and you know, you mentioned many mediums. Like, do you have any uh, kind of notable favorites from a content perspective that's helped you, you learn so far? Um, I actually use uh, LinkedIn. I use uh, internal, you know, a company has an internal uh, learning tool. I use that a lot. Uh, but Google, most of the time I learn things from Google. Uh, there's a lot of uh, YouTube videos. Um, I am also signed up to uh, one of the risk management websites. So I go in there and um, learn about stuff. There are plenty of resources on the website. That's amazing. And I would love mm -hmm. to learn more about sort of your career so far. So you mentioned that you've been in this role for six months. I'm sure you've had many notable achievements and successes uh, to get to your role today. I would love to, to hear your experience um, from those notable experiences that you have. So, like I said, uh, one of the things that I did is uh, the success factor so far, what I hear from my partners and my peers is that uh, bring in collaborations and communications within the teams, um, you know, identifying risk items, um, you know, escalating where needed, you know, taking it to the management and say, hey, we are, these are the risks, this is what we need to do. Or even peers saying that, hey, address this risk. We have this risk, right? Um, so I, I find that when you when you um, when you actually bring traction to certain items, and and you work with your your, your peers to identify mitigate risk, um, it actually reduces um, uh, you know impact to anything, right? Um, communication, positive environment, um, you know, creating that, you know, you are important, uh, your role is important, you know, you're, you know, you're needed, um, you know, and, and you, when you work with your peers that, you know, giving them the opportunity uh, to learn stuff, they, they are part of the positive aspect of, um, you know, uh, in that culture, I guess. So how do you go about then like fostering that collaboration? You mentioned that was a critical part, right? So how do you go about instilling that in the team? So what I, what I do is I always uh, reach out to people, you know, facilitate meetings, 
you know, create um, uh, charts to make sure that we, you know, people are um, people are in the know, kind of thing. Um, so that that collaboration itself, you know, we can fix problems, we can identify um, continuous improvements. No, that makes complete sense. So outside of sort of your traditional role, you know, there's an added component that comes to to your experience from a diversity and inclusion uh, perspective as well. I'd love to understand sort of how you navigated that diversity and inclusion aspect in your workplace and sort of any initiatives you may be a part of or strategies that um, you've seen it being implemented. Um, I'm a member of the uh, 2S LGBT community. And um, as I'm happy to say that I'm also leading that uh, within the, the the space that I'm working, um, so I'm I'm you know I work with different partners, making sure that you know people are invited, uh, people are attending the events. I myself go to lots of uh, 2S LGBT events. Um, I try to host events, collaborate, communicate any any upcoming events and stuff. So um, yeah. That's great. Can you expand more on like what goes on at these events? Like what what are the, what's the outcome? Uh, most of it is networking, right? Um, inclusiveness and making sure that you know you are um, you are not alone, right? Uh, there's a lot of people. Uh, if you if you think about two S LGBTQ um, members, sometimes they feel alone. Right. So when you host this event and invite them to this event, um, they feel like they are part of uh, a team. Right. They feel included. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we host this events, attend this events as part of networking, you know that there's a family there for you. That's great. That's great to have. I'm sure that, you know, it, you, you must even be, um, you know, just overjoyed that you're part of even leading that in the first place. But I'm sure this probably hasn't been the case for you um, to this up to this point of your career. Like, do you have any sort of challenges that you face particularly um, when it when it comes to navigating sort of the workplace from in a two S LGBTQ plus perspective? No, I haven't. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I've been in this uh, technology field for over twenty years. I never had an issue as a as a gay woman. Um, work in the in this in this um uh, i would say in, in technology right uh, i was always accepted and i i guess i am lucky right not many people are so lucky about it i was also um once advised you know once told that you know be careful because it field is predominantly men so you don't want to come open yourself as a gay woman you know you've got to be careful but Honestly, the first thing I did and I tell everyone is that, you know, I'm, I'm a gay woman. You know, I'm happily married. I have a child. Um, never been treated any different than anyone else. Um, I was always uh, being accepted at work as for who I am. That's amazing. And, um, you know, I, that's what everyone wants to, to, to hear and see. And I'm sure there's probably the misconception coming in that, uh, that's that's a rarity. So I, I love to hear that myself. What would you yeah. say then, from an like an organizational perspective? Because you mentioned like that might not be everybody's experience, though that though that that's fortunately yours. Um, so what would you say from like an organizational perspective that maybe there's kind of work to be done for those who maybe don't feel that that comfort? 
Yeah, uh, not many people, and it depends on and the business area you're part of. Um, not many people are comfortable coming out to their managers, uh, their peers, that you know they are gay or lesbian or whatever. Um, but you know, it, it's also because they are afraid. They are they are, they don't want to be you know lost in that promotion. They don't want to be treated any differently. Uh, there are still struggles. Like I said, I am one of the lucky ones. I, I have great people around, surrounded, you know, I'm surrounded by great people. I have great managers. I had, um, you know, great peers in the past who accepted me for who I am, but not many people can say the same thing when it comes to, you know, being out at work, you know, or being authentic at work, right? Um, definitely equality, leadership positions, uh, promotions, they all need some sort of uh, improvements for to us LGBT community. That's completely fair to say. Would you say though that there's been where do you have where have you seen sort of the greatest progress so far? Uh, the company that I work for, I, I absolutely love, and I see they are trying to make uh, progress, sponsoring uh, lots of uh, events. And I wish that many other companies do the same thing too. I worked for many other companies where they didn't even have a 2S LGBT uh, community in their workplaces, right? Slowly, slowly, it's changing. 20 years ago, when you think that, you know, why don't we set up a group or community uh, in the workplace as 2S LGBT and nobody really paid attention to it, right? But it's slowly progressing, improving. A lot of companies are now, you know, start of the Pride Month, have their logo changed to, you know, Pride colors. Um, commercials are coming out as, you know, uh, supporting the Pride Month. So lots of progress happening, but still work to be done, um, especially for trans, um, non-binary folks. So, um, you know. So what does Pride Month support from an organizational standpoint look look to you? Uh, for me, having Pride Month, Pride shouldn't be just uh, specific to the month of June. It should be 365 uh, every day. Um, so it should be acknowledged every day rather than just for the month of June, right? Uh, just like the Asian Heritage Month. It should be every day, not just specific to May. Um, so I would say that, you know, companies should just honor that. It should be 365 days. Uh, you shouldn't have pride events just for the month of uh, 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 June. Um, so, you know, they should continue to promote that, um, you know, show that they are very supportive and, you know, progress, um, you know, things should be progressing every day and not just specific to the month. I completely agree. No, that's, yeah. that's, I couldn't have said it better myself. So that's, that's amazing. So I guess from this perspective, you know, you have a very fortunate position of, you know, um, coming up as a leader in the tech industry, but also someone who's had a, a, a pleasant experience um, being out as a gay woman um, in that position as well. So do you have any advice that you would give to sort of other women um, or other, other LGBTQ plus kind of individuals that are pursuing a career in technology or trying to pursue those leadership roles? 
Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm 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 very fortunate because, like I said, I have I had great leaders. Um, I also had mentors and sponsors who actually guided me, sponsored me, and trusted that I could do certain things that I myself had fears and doubts as a gay brown woman. Um, I do have three strikes. I have, you know, as a woman, as a gay woman, as a brown woman, I have three strikes. But, you know, I'm pleasantly surprised that, you know, the position that I have right now, I had, I didn't do it alone. I had supports from great mentors, great sponsors, um, and great peers and friends. Um, so if you're a gay brown woman or gay woman, uh, or, or you are a member of the 2S LGBT group, um, I would recommend, you know, have, go to those networking events, find those mentors, you know, um, have those sponsors, have a dialogue, you know, allow them to assist you where you need the help right um so those are some of the things and and tell people what exactly you want right i always wanted to be a leader and i spoke to my previous managers i i kind of you know i was engaged uh in different initiatives not just my work go go above and below below that right so not when you go to work don't just do your job and come out do more than that because you are capable and you have the time. I love that. And, you know, I think that's a great sentiment to advancing as well, right? Like you're, you're naturally preparing for doing more and more responsibility and showing that if you're giving more to your job. And I'm assuming that's along the lines of, of what you're going to get. Yeah. That's amazing. And so what about for people who um, maybe don't have those established kind of organizations in, in their workplace? Um, what kind of advice would you give for kind of having that initial conversation? What you can do is there are, if you're a member of the 2S LGBT community, there are a lot of technology uh, related to, uh, you know, queer techs, you know, out and out and about. I think that's New York based in Toronto or Montreal, there's queer tech. There's a lot of um, uh, 2S LGBT uh, technology uh, groups and community coming out. Uh, all you have to do is Google uh, anything you know within your uh, area or outside. Uh, if your if your business or company doesn't have that, just go outside of that. Right, you can meet a lot of folks. And also, what you can do is if you know somebody is attending an event, ask them. You know, can I go with you? Right. And they can always bring that person along with them so that they can meet other people. That's amazing. I love that advice. I'm sure a lot of the listeners will take that away, whether that's within the organization or outside. Well, Dini, I want to thank you so much. This brings us to the end of the interview. So thank you so much for your, your time today and for saying yes to, to being a guest on the, the Wit Love podcast. Um, to everyone listening, uh, we trust you enjoy the discussion and look forward to the next episode. So please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. So you never miss an episode and we would love to hear from you. So please leave us a review on Apple podcast and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. So there you have it. We trust that you enjoyed this episode and are looking forward to the next month. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. So you never miss an episode until then. Thank you for listening with love.